The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. And welcome to the Rough House Podcast, being recorded on Thursday, August 24th, the year of our Lord, 2017. We have a new Patreon-exclusive episode available. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to listen to it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ground that we cover right off the bat. Yeah, some, right some big stuff that's been uh, pending for about seven, eight months now. We, we take care of that. Uh, it, we let's say it gets cleaned up. It gets cleaned up, if you will. Um, and <sighs> then uh, Justin blows the lid off of uh, perhaps one of the Internet's greatest conspiracies. Man, you're going to want to listen to this Rough House Patreon exclusive episode. You know, just 50 bucks gets you the show. You need to listen to this thing because I'm telling you what started at the beginning of the episode. And I'm speaking from the heart here. What mm-hmm. started at the beginning of the episode as a haha, I think this whole thing might be fake, but it's still kind of funny because it's probably real. Towards the end of it, I've convinced myself it's true. that a famous subgenre knee slapping comedy category of pro wrestling that has been passed around a quadrillion times might be a total put on, a yeah. huge conspiracy and on the next patreon episode we hope to have an update of the man that helped facilitated this internet wrestling phenomenon put on hoax uncovered gem it could all be real we don't know i'm gonna do the work that you're too fucking lazy to do rough house listener i'm gonna do it for you yes Yes, and i give christoph a big bag of gold coins that is that is true. Cha-ching all the way to the bank. Uh, it's patreon.com slash the rough house podcast. And uh, even if you're uh, not um, a Patreon subscriber, which we hope you uh, will be in the next couple minutes as you're listening to this, head over there and sign up. Um, if you if you still want to submit some wrestling uh, fan fiction, some wrestler fan fiction, we'd be we'd be OK with that. If you're getting if you're feeling freaky and want to write some uh, some big show and Naomi stuff. Hell, if you want to write some Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman stuff, I ain't going to stop you. Write whatever your little kinky heart desires and send it in and uh we'll, we'll post it up for the uh for the patreon getting a good response on the uh the wrestler fanfic it's some weird shit justin my yeah. friend there was a lot of wrestling this week 
Yeah, there's a lot of shit to unpack, so we don't get to every goddamn thing that you want us to cover. Tough shit. Come up with your own podcast. We won't pay for yours either, fucker. So, uh, there's a lot to go over. There are debuts. There are yeah. shufflings. There are yeah. injuries. There are yeah. title changes. There are yeah. titles that were held on. Uh-huh. There are rumors. There are uh-huh. sicknesses. There is uh-huh. just, there's too much wrestling. Uh, first, right off the bat. Yeah. You had uh, what's they're becoming uh, common to do is the night before a major pay per view mm-hmm. special NXT event. Yes, of which we always compare the work rate of an NXT takeover versus the work rate and right. presentation of next night's main roster card. Which isn't fair, but we do it anyway. It's unfair, but you know what? It is fair because it's the same machine. It's the same company. It's the same. It really is. If it, it was is. comparing. Um, let's say MCW to New Japan. Unfair. Right. This is the same machine. Oh, and yeah, the vegan tacos—they're going mm, great. Ew. Um, it smells. Tr- all I've been eating is lentils. That's I have been. Gross. I have. I wished a certain ill on Kenny Omega, and it's a twofold ill. One, <laughs> you deserve it, fucker. Second, I want you to feel my pain of what I've been going through yeah. of not being able to trust a single fart for two weeks. Yeah, All right. sounds there's terrible. been a couple of couple of favorite pairs of underwear that I've ruined. Uh, I think it's <laughs> fair to compare an NXT to a main card bit because they all essentially have the same resources and power structure. Yes and no. I mean, tri- Triple H has almost, you know, I'd say 95 percent free reign over NXT. Um, that's his baby, and Vince has entrusted that to him. And I think, you know, from our opinion, he's obviously proven himself. But I think that alone, it, it's a different mentality in NXT than it is on the main roster. They don't, they're not putting on a five and a half hour pay per view. It was two, two and a half. It was two and a half hours. Crisp, done. A ton of great matches. A ton of shit happened. You told a ton of stories, and there was no filler. And that's, you know, so it, there's a different mindset. Um, and kind of a different thing that they're going for. Yes, it's under the same umbrella, and the resources come from the same um, uh, Scrooge McDuck McMahon uh, uh, money bank. But still, um, it's it's kind of it's 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 kind of apples and oranges. I don't know. I it, would still think though it's a WWE brand. If you think that Vince McMahon isn't back there the night of a takeover, I think you're mistaken. I think I'm that, sure he's back there look, watching. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's pulling strings though. But, oh, it's it's WWE. It's still in some mannerism. Does Triple H have control? Yes. Does he have autonomy? No. It is still Vince's wallet. It is still his money. Until Triple H starts paying them out of his right. checking account, right. it is still Vince McMahon's brand. That, yes, is he entrusted his son-in-law? Absolutely. But I can see him just asking Triple H and everyone else in NXT... Uh, how the uh, how the the TV tapings go? How do the next month go? But when you're at the Barclays Center mm-hmm. or you're at a big major New York, San Diego, Miami, Chicago event, you're damn right he's going to have his fingers in that pie. Okay. So I I I would say the vast majority, eighty five percent of NXT, he probably just entrusts to him. But right. on a night like that, where he's footing the bill for the building, two nights in a row, mind you. He's four. footing the bill for the bar. Oh, excuse me. Well, yeah, he's got, uh, he's got, well, hold on. How do you, uh, four nights. Yes, you got Raw. Takeover, SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown were all Was SmackDown Barclays. a Barclay? It was. Okay. So, but if he's, if he's forking over the money 
for that fourth night. Yeah. 25% of that investment, he's, he's damn well going to make sure whatever's happening is happening out there. So I still think it is, it is fair to compare those guys and their work rate, and sometimes they don't match up as no. far as... The uh, and, and more often than not, far more often than not, it's NXT, the one I think in the fans' eyes, pulling off the better product of the two. How do you feel NXT versus SummerSlam was? Oh, man. I, I do not have many positive things to say about SummerSlam, and I have nothing but positive things to say about NXT. Uh, the card for NXT um, was was you know it, it didn't look great on paper i'll say that but man the matches uh delivered even you know the tag match that kind of was like okay saturday aop um I, I really liked the way that was booked there was some some really fun spots and an unexpected finish and then an unexpected uh happening after that finish um with uh, sanity winning the titles from authors of pain and then red dragon or whatever i guess they're going to call him future shock uh the three the three people at, at this point it was just kyle o'reilly and bobby fish um, came out and then just just beat the shit out of Sanity, which was great. Um, Bobby Fish wearing his best just got done working out in the garage outfit. <laughs> Couldn't fucking uh, put on a, a nicer white V-neck there, uh, there Fish. Well, O'Reilly, you know, O-O-O Automo Parts looking decent in that black shirt. Yeah. And you know who looking really great also. But I was looking, and I remember I was watching him with the girlfriend. She goes, is he wearing a V-neck? I'm like, yes, he is. He, I feel like he was back there checking his phone and someone goes, hey, Fish, you're up. Oh, shit. And then just runs out and doesn't take his shirt off. It, not a, not a, I mean, a great debut, but I couldn't stop looking. At his fucking old man V-neck. Give the white shirt to the young kid and give the right. black shirt to the older man. All right. Okay. Fair Which enough. Which is a, a bit of, there's a bit of a homoerotic nature to Red Dragon. There is, there's a bit of a top and bottom uh, thing there. I mean, you've got a guy that looks like the fucking Marquis de Sade that also runs a Christian youth camp with this baby-faced fucking youngster who's constantly thrusting his fucking crotch out. Okay. Yeah. Our brown dragon. O'Reilly. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, 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 there's a theme there. All right. I will tell you. Yeah, somebody write that fanfic. Alexander Wolf made a goddamn believer out of me at this. He did. I have never given a shit about that weird, yeah, no pasty to. fucking albino yeah. with his weird tuft of wispy American horror story pinhead fucking hair. And, and this match, holy shit. Sanity finally entertained me fully. Right. Yeah, I mean, and there was the swerve that you thought it would be Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, but uh, EY takes the tag instead, so he's in the match. Um, and then they have, uh, you know, Nikki Cross comes in and has a stare down with Paul Ellering, which was great. Um, and then Nikki Cross gets involved uh, by jumping off of the top rope into one of the authors of pain, Toka Raza, I don't remember which one. And then uh, uh, Killian Dane does a, a huge kind of crossbody, and all three of them go through a table. It was it was spectacular, and it was smart. Um, you know, the numbers game is something that Sanity has played up for their entire existence, which has been about a year now. Um, I believe the vignettes started around last uh, takeover Brooklyn, so they've been around a year and and got and got the gold. Um, and there here's was what some... I was confused about. Here's what I was confused: the yeah. Eric Young thing. What about it? How was that legal? Well, the uh, the other guy was never tagged in, so he wasn't officially in the match yet. But I thought they announced it <laughs> in all the promos as 
Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, and there was Insanity. no no disqualification. There was this isn't like like Freebird anything. It was these two members taking on the Authors of Pain, and then they just decided, no, we're gonna put him in instead. Ah, uh, is that against the rules? Yeah, I mean that's I mean yeah I mean that's they just chose to have someone else in there. I was like, there's. There, there was no, there was no logic to it. There was, there was none. There was, there was, it was a truly. It was, it was to, to throw them off their game. They planned for, you know, the big guy, but then they get the little guy instead. Which Still I guess may booking. not may not make sense because authors of pain are, are big big fellas. Yeah, it's like know. let's let's get rid of the big guy and replace him with the smaller guy to take on the big guys, and but more experienced. It's, and it's not a DQ. But Nikki and fucking Killian are all over this thing. Yeah. Now, it's a good match, but that little bit of free birdishness at the beginning, hey, which ones are we going to get? It wasn't a which ones. It's always been advertised. Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf. And Eric Young's like, nah, I'll go instead. With, with uh, uh, William Regal lording over the brand so much. Right. Why not? I'm like, nah, nah, nah the fuck you're not. Get the fuck down there. Put the fat guy in the fucking cosplay back up there. The the fucking the, the, the barbarian. Yeah. yeah, put the hairy Scottish barbarian from the local Ren Fest up there. Let let him go. Still very entertaining match. And Didn't it looks me one bit. It's uh it's it's just inconsistency that I would just wish you guys would just it's the little things that take away from the big things. I are authors of pain going to the main card? Um I don't I don't know. Um you know, I, I said this last week, I think, that I could see them coming up to SmackDown. They didn't debut this past week, but there was already two or a debut and a return on SmackDown. So maybe they didn't want to water it down. Um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see uh, have them get a little rematch, maybe, maybe a triple threat uh, tag team match with uh, with uh, Red Dragon and AOP Insanity. I think that would be an entertaining match. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure what they do with that. Hell of a match with fucking Black and Atami. Oh. Shit, man. Those two guys oh. kicked the shit out of each other. Literally. For the better part of 13 minutes, those guys yeah. kicked each other in the goddamn head repeatedly. Yeah. Um, another there was a lot just, of that. Um, Tommy hit a really wicked um, avalanche Michinoku driver, which was like, whoa, okay. You know, he I, might I, be hurt. Yeah, I don't think Tommy has looked this good in an NXT match. This might've been his best match. Yeah. It showed that black can go long. Mm-hmm. And obviously Tommy end, if you watched him, he's, this isn't like a young prospect. You wonder if he's got right. any gas in the tank. He could, but he's been doing the Goldberg style squash, sure. spin kick, black mass lights out, walk away. Yeah. This was a nice long match where he had plenty of psychology, showed some different angles to himself. I love the dominant badass, but I like to see that dominant badass put in danger. And you got that. Both these guys came out smelling like roses. Hideo looked to be the threat that he's always been told. We've always been told he was. Now he is. Black pulls it off. Both guys are better for it. And then, man, never let her talk again, but have (laughs) her wrestle whenever you want. Asuka Ember Moon was fantastic. Match of the night, hands down. Um... You know, uh, Asuka is is untouchable 
um, before she broke her collarbone in that match. And I don't know if that was Ember Moon's fault or she just landed the wrong way. These things happen. Um, so she's going to be out for like six to eight weeks. But man, uh, Ember Moon, as I can guarantee, has never had a better match in NXT, probably in her life, um, if I'm being uh, honest there. Um, and man, th- I I was convinced going into it, as I think we talked about in the last episode, that man, it seems like they're going to do it. They're just, they're going to put. She may not be ready, but they're going to put the take the belt off of uh, of Asuka and put it on Ember Moon. And every false finish, I was I was hooked. Man, they sucked me into that match so well. I was I was on the edge of my seat, like you know, I was throwing my hands up after every uh, every two count kick out, every yes. false finish. I was I was invested in that match, and they they brought the house down, man. It was great. It was great. Uh, I'm glad Oscar won. Ember Moon raised her stock. Yeah. I will say though, this is another one of those instances where the main event wasn't as good as the matches before, while still entertaining. I feel like Asuka Ember, because of the, the, the history of Asuka's reign, and uh-huh. full well knowing that Bobby Roode, very competent competitor, a, a great character. Drew right. McIntyre, improved leaps and bounds, yeah. are still two of the older uh, grindhouse workers, a lot more catch wrestling. Right. Uh, a lot. There's, you're going to see some great maneuvers. space. Yeah, yes. very methodical pace. I would have I flip-flopped those last two matches. I would have had Drew and Bobby Roode go and then Oscar Ember Moon, but that would have also negated the, the big, big ending, the big to do that we got at the end of right. the finally debuting Adam Cole alongside red dragon. The rumors have been going around about some ROH yeah. stable. Maybe this will be that who knows yeah. what they'll be called. What do you, what do you make of um, Omega's going around saying that he knows Adam Cole is a dear friend and there was a mistake in the debut, but as a friend, he doesn't want to get into more details. Wow, I didn't hear about that. Omega yeah, Kenny Omega has gone on. I think on that on that Xbox, uh, the Xbox. Jesus Christ, X Pac podcast saying that uh, he's a friend and he couldn't be happier for him. But there was difficulty in Adam Cole's debut. Um, I. Um, maybe I was just blinded by pure um, euphor- euphoria of seeing him show up and lay waste to Drew McIntyre that I didn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, put the uh, minutia under a microscope to examine it. But I, I-, I thought it was great. I don't. Know oh, I went back and watched about. it, and I didn't see a hint of a hiccup. He said, "As a friend, Adam Cole, I'm not sure what I can say or cannot say, but I know that there was you fucking pop up at there was difficulty with that situation." I'm just happy as a friend of his that he was finally able to freely make his television debut. Freely make his television debut. I got to wonder if there was some sort of contractual wranglings behind the scenes where another organization, a Ring of Honor, a New Japan, was trying to delay his debut. Shouldn't it? Because he had uh, had signed like the week before. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, the the health... yeah, the only look look at the broken shit. I mean, the broken stuff that yeah, they thought true. they had in the fucking bag, and then by the time they came rolling out, that that right. dream's long since dead. So there's uh, you got something with this here. Maybe one of his old handlers was uh, not so quick to let go of his old contract. I don't know. Just 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 hypotheses. Yeah, the only thing I could think that didn't go um, according to plan is like the crowd was popping before. You know, he got on camera. So I was like, oh, shit, it's happening. It's happening. And then he showed up on camera. So I had like, a, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of here he comes, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes, uh, which which helped, you know, me enjoy the moment even more. Didn't uh, even register that he was fucking showing up. 
Yeah, because well, you saw the crowd like turn to like you know to the right of the hard camera, and everybody started cheering. And I was like, "Oh shit, here he comes!" So that kind of you know, gave Adam a little Cole look wasn't scene, even but. on my mind until I saw him. I was really? like, "Oh, hey, look at this fucking the red dragon dudes are back out here." Yeah, I no clue, no clue. Didn't even remotely think that he was going to show up that night. Hadn't even read or heard anything. I knew that he had signed recently, but I didn't right. know quite didn't who it was. Be, I thought yeah. it might be a main roster star making their way down. When I saw the reaction of the crowd, I was like, oh, who could this be? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, of course it is. It's Adam Cole. Right. And I'm glad that they did put Fish and O'Reilly back together because each one of them has been murked individually by Alistair Black. Well, I thought... I, I wouldn't say murked. I mean, they were competitive matches. They weren't squashes. Yeah, but they, they both got their fucking head kicked into the third well, row by this dude. I mean, he well, split yeah. them up and back to back, you know, kicked these fucking guys' skull clean off. Yeah, but it was comp- they were competitive matches. They were competitive matches compared to some of his other opponents, but it looked like they were going to show up as individual stars. Right, they were not. They were not rolled out as, oh my God, look what tag team is here. Right. It is Red Dragon. It was... Hey, this is a guy named Bobby O. Fishy, Fishy Pants, and here's uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Riley. I, I think one of them's 11 years old, and the other's 80. Uh, good luck. And here comes a fucking uh, you're the, the 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 bouncer at a Satan nightclub who's gonna kick your faces off. Nope, Red Dragon's back. Yeah. I gotta wonder if they're gonna go. Now you said what was this that we're gonna be? Bald? I think I saw in last night's uh, NXT that the, the, there was like a graphic of the three of them that said Future Shock. Um, Future shock. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that was something that they went by in Ring of Honor, but I could be very wrong about that. I'll tell you what's a great fucking future shock is there's a great Terminator video game for the PC from a long time ago, I believe in 1997, called Terminator Future Shock, and it was fucking fantastic. I did actually watch some of this week's NXT. If you haven't seen it and you watched uh, TakeOver, you've already seen it because all they did was TakeOver highlights. When's the next round of tapings? Tonight, they're happening right now. Ah, gotcha. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Future Shock. It was, it was. I think that was Cole and um, Kyler Riley's tag team that they went by when they were uh, when they were together. So that's where Future Shock comes from. So I guess so Ring of Honor uh, doesn't own that name. So they don't. So they can they can have that their own. That that will be their things. But they won't use Red Dragon, or will they go? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. If, if I'm know. ROH and I've got the relationship that I do with the WWE. Just politely hand them Red Dragon, Future Shock, whatever else. Don't pull a fucking right. anthem with with this this broken shit that is never going to happen at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's woken. They're woken now. They're, they're woken. Gonna do the woken shit. They're woken now. Okay, there ain't a boat. There ain't a drone. There ain't a kid playing the piano. There's nothing about green beans. The battlefield hasn't prepared for the massacre. Oh, the green beans, damn! I forgot <clears throat> about that. They're That's just fucking losing on pre-show matches at this point. So you, my oh. friends, are the new Dudley Boys. Just yeah, call it much. a day. At this um, point, let's ride. Let's ride the Hardy Boys out to the rest of the year. It's some great guys. They're going to be able to teach some younger talent. Let the let the let the Altars of Pain join Raw. Let the Hardy Boys work with them and teach them some stuff. And then let the fucking Hardys just go back on the independents because. The the, yeah. the the bloom is fucking off the rose with those two. I mean, you're pairing them up with the bastard child of Kurt Angle on one of the first matches of the night in a halfway empty arena. Oh, it was not m- more than halfway empty. It was there was maybe uh, it, I'd say it was one fifth full at best. It Did was, you it think Mrs. Empty. Promo on Raw was like a fucking shoot? Like he he bit. looked shoot pissed. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and the Miz has been uh, obviously we've been talking about it the past couple of years. He's just been on fire with his promos recently, and his character has just been um, just just a pleasure to watch. And yeah, you could tell he that was coming from a little bit inside when he was throwing shit at John and Roman. Like you two get all the fucking moments. Where's my moment? I'm I'm opening a match on the biggest show of the summer to a, an arena with nobody in it. You know, when he, he came out, I was like, oh, this is what the Barclays Center looks like with yeah. people in it. I was like, oh, yeah. there we go. Sip that tea, buddy boy. A little bit of, little bit of shade let, there. Let Some that shade. fucking shade cast over, huh? Their yeah. arrows will blot out the sun. We'll fight in the fucking Miz shade. Love that. And J- Jason Jordan at this point, um, N- NXT him. Just send him, send him south. Send, send him to NXT. Go do something uh, Here's what I don't understand. Like, why would you put him in a match with Finn Balor? Why would you do that at this point if you weren't just completely done with the guy? I mean, yeah. you're not going to have Finn Balor lose on Raw to Jason Jordan. No way. You ain't going to yeah. do that. The The illegitimate child angle is done. Yeah. That's it. There's no more development of it. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any type of favoritism. Now there's the rumor that he's going to turn heel probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. So pay attention. pay attention to that in the next few weeks. If they're going to be doing this whole Titus brand, which might be a more modern day uh, business empire nation like African American stable, maybe you have Titus lean on him like, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting put out to pasture, you're getting beat mm-hmm. up, you're getting paired with a bunch of fucking has like the Hardy Boys, you're getting fed to a bunch of main guys like Finn Balor. Why don't you, uh, why don't you get saddled up with me? Put him with fucking Apollo Cruz. I don't give a shit. Have, have Titus O'Neil, oh, Jason man. Jordan, Apollo Crews do something with him. Because on his own right now, with that terrible goddamn theme music of his, yeah. Jason Jordan isn't worth the fucking graphics his shorts are printed on. He's just not yeah. He's not a factor. And he ate the pin on the, on the yeah. in that match. The Miz pinned him after a skull-crushing finale. So, yeah, that, that match was just... I, don't schedule matches that early if you're not going to have people in the arena. All right, I mean, or make sure that the doors open on time that people have time to get in. It's just, it's just, it looked bad, and I, I felt bad for the guys. I mean, they were all six of those guys were trying to act like it was full, but man, you know, you're in a place that big, and you're uh, calling your uh, spots are, are echoing, and you're not even talking that loudly. It's there's there's a problem. There. Well, plus I always wanted to take a bunch of Dramamine watching the damn thing too, because they were trying to creatively film it. So right. they weren't doing yeah. big, wide-sweeping Vista shots. They had these cameras super zoomed in to all yeah. the action whipping around to where I'm like, this is either they're, they got a new guy on the job or they're doing everything they can to not show this impact house show-sized crowd right now. Yeah. And it was definitely the latter. Um, now, the but place yeah, sold it, out eventually. It, it was packed. I mean, was, we're not talking that they didn't sell out the place, which they did. It was just logistically the people couldn't get in there early enough to uh, enjoy all the pre-show matches. And luckily they were in there for the third pre-show match because that was my second favorite match of the whole damn Dude, night. That, that was the greatest pre-show match in the history of pre-show matches. You're probably right, yeah. Uso, New Day, 20 minutes Barn burner. The yeah. Usos are quickly cementing themselves as yeah. must-watch entities in the WWE. I, I, they're a little heavy-handed with the branding. The announcers are the Uso Asylum and all. Or no, the penitentiary. The penitentiary. What the, the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. I mean, you guys. Neither one of you are ever in jail. You're just right. fucking thugs I, now. 
Nothing, nothing, nothing. Is that going to be a gimmick match? Is that going to be a gimmick match coming up? The Uso penitentiary match? There will be a fucking penitentiary. Like, who was the rest of the thugs that you guys had out there during the fucking rap battle? Like, is is that going to be your your ghetto rosebuds? I don't know. Just let them be the Usos. (laughs) Let them beat the shit out of people. Let them be Uh, confused as a Jimmy or Jay in there. Who knows who's got the actual tag? Because they're great. They, they, They pull some Anderson style shit in the ring. But as old as new again. Oli, Tully, and Arn would attack the fuck out of a body part. I mean, yeah. maul it to the point of it being incapable of being used. And they do that with that leg chop maneuver. Yeah. That is so fucking cool to Vicious. me. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And they keep attacking it. That truly was a, a, a hell of a way to, to kick that the end of the 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 uh, the pre-show off. Right. Still still looking at the, the first one with Miz and Miz Taraj. You found time on the main show for that Rusev Randy Orton bullshit. Ugh. And big cast, big show, Enzo Ugh. creamed up hanging in a shark cage. But God, you can't stupid. defend the intercontinental title well, against I, anyone. I, I, that right was a you, head scratcher to me. Right there with you. That made no sense. Those two matches, you know, obviously the Orton and uh, Rusev only lasted nine seconds, um, which infuriated me to no end. Can't find Um, a fucking spot for Anderson and Gallo against the Hardy Boys somehow, some way. What the shit? You found room to to dangle Enzo's stupid ass while he covers himself in analese and slide out (laughs) only to get fucking kicked in the face immediately and knocked out. So he's going to That I did enjoy. I enjoyed it, but at the same time, like, this is stupid. dumb. Yeah, it was, this it was super is stupid. super stupid. Now, it wasn't even that great a match. I wanted to see no, Big Show, Big Cast for real, just to see if you got a little taste of that um, Braun Strowman Big Show action, where they actually right. put on an above-average chain wrestling match. Nah. Big, big Cast fucking himself up on Raw might be one of the better things that could have happened to him. Yeah. Because he needs, he needs a reset. Work on them fucking shoulders. Let me get a couple of abs when you show back up. Yeah. And let's work on the repertoire because that was not an impressive showing against one of the better big men of all time in show. Correct. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. Um, did you hear the rumors that floated around yesterday that Rusev and Lana asked for their release? Whoa, really? Yeah, I think that Lana went on social media to say they weren't true, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Uh, but they were floated out there because of the way they've been handed. You know, Rusev got injured and then came back, and then apparently he was promised to get put in a world title um, uh, program with um, who did uh, with Orton. But that spot went to Jinder because of the whole India thing. So then Rusev then lost to John Cena in the flag match, which was awful. And then here he is losing in seven seconds to an RKO. Um, and I, I get I, I get the flip side of why you kind of want to rebuild Randy Orton because he's had a pretty shit couple months of losing to the Singh bros and Jinder Mahal and all these stupid, crazy distraction matches. But, man, why'd you have to do it at the expense of Rusev? Like, I, I've been saying this for... The guy drove the WrestleMania in a fucking tank. And yes. then you're, you're, he's losing to an RKO in seven seconds. <laughs> it's just infuriating. You just had... You had such a good product mm-hmm. with those two. And now you've got her. And it, it almost seems like she's doubling down on the fake Russian accent with this Tamina yeah. thing. I'm going to make you... Uh, uh, 
what the fuck is she saying now? What's her? What are they saying? I don't even remember. They're, what they're she making was her glory. Tam- I don't know. Tamina Amazingers. I don't remember what the fuck it was. It was something ravishing, stupid. ravishing. We're going ravishing. to make you like. You don't have to roll yeah. your R's as much as my dad does in a fucking Mexican restaurant, which embarrasses the shit out of us. Whenever my dad eats anywhere of Mexican fucking origin, he goes, "I'll have rancheros, huevos, rancheros, gracias, por favor, dad." Why the shit are you talking like that? No one. <laughs> Is a waiter going to the back and be like, guys, I must talk to you. Table 47. He is of our people. He shall only get our finest carne asada. You shall prepare him the freshest avocado guacamole. You do not heat it up with the heat lamp. You give him only the finest pollo. The finest pollo! You're just a fat asshole rolling your arms. You don't actually speak Spanish, Dad. They're probably... Sorry. Dipping their fucking Latin dicks in your queso back there. They're stirring your queso with their brown, delicious Latin dicks. Dad, <laughs> quit rolling your fucking R's at Mexican restaurants. You've uh, never felt you've never felt douche chills until you've gone to an ethnic restaurant with my dad and seen him at a Chinese restaurant bow to the fucking maitre d'. Oh God! Are you serious? <laughs> he is. He man. He thinks he's from fucking Street Fighter Two. He's a world warrior. He fucking uh. thinks he is just. He is so goddamn <laughs> cultured. Like his idea of speaking Spanish is just using an accent. Right. He's like, hold on, hold on. Speedy I'll, Gonzalez. I'll, yeah. I'll communicate with the waiter. Hola, señor. We will have El Pepsi and <laughs> El Huevos Rancheros. Do you have Los Quesadillos? <laughs> Gracia, thank you. El Cerro. Gra- oh, God. It's so fucking embarrassing. Uh, yeah, this dude, he rolled in in a tank. He had his Bridget Nielsen. You had a great Ivan Drago thing going on with him. Mm-hmm. You fucked it up. You ruined it with the Dolph shit. You ruined it further oh. by what you're doing with him. Yeah. And let the dude go. Fuck it. Let him yeah. go. You got too many wrestlers. Shit. Make him a fucking acquisition. Send him down to NXT. Though it does look like they're done with this mini mix-up by the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had, uh, let's see. So we had Bobby Roode get called up to SmackDown, which was a, a glorious introduction there. Um, you had Enzo shuffle over to 205 Live. And then did anything happen? Oh, John Cena went to Raw. John Cena goes to Raw, but will he go back to SmackDown? I think he stays for Raw for the time being to sort of begin the program that will, I believe, culminate in, and this isn't a fucking hot take here. I think everybody's been thinking this. WrestleMania 34 is going to be Cena, Roman, headlining. Think so? You don't think Brock? Brock, you don't think Brock will headline? No, I think it's going to be, I think, I think, I definitely think it's going to be Cena, Cena, Roman. I think be. that may happen way sooner. I think that may happen in No Mercy where he gets oh, yeah. up. Oh, no, I bet they do a bunch of them. I bet, the, oh, I bet they'll rubber match it all the way oh. to fucking WrestleMania. Oh, this oh. is the WWE. They'll Fuck fucking that. do it 17 goddamn times. That's like eight months. Yes. Yes, they will. Ew. Yes. One more time. Forever. Once more. The last time in a series of one time only the final time matches. Right. See these men who have met very few times, countless times, meet one final time for the last time ever. Once more, they do it all again at <laughs> WrestleMania 34. Yeah, it's going to be these two dick wagons fucking going at it. Um, WWE, seven hours ago, reportedly decides on the main event for WrestleMania 34. 
Meltzer reporting on the Wrestler Observer Radio that WWE's current plan is for the headline to be... Whoa. Braun versus Cena Brock and Reigns had been rumored briefly and changed the SummerSlam main event from Lesnar to Vending against Braun to Lesnar versus Reigns in the Fatal 4-Way. Right. It's looking like WWE's Brock current Roman. plan is for Reigns and Lesnar to mm-hmm. main event WrestleMania. So we'll get the completion to the match we had, uh, what, I guess it'll be three years ago at that point, at 31, yeah. uh, when Seth Rollins uh, walked in, cashed his money in the bank, and walked out the champ. Um, if that's the case, why would you have Brock pin Les- or, um, Reigns in this match, uh, the Fatal 4-Way match? Why wouldn't have Joe <laughs> beaten the pin there? I don't know. Um, I'm happy it wasn't it Braun, was- don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think they're going to try and keep those two separate. I think I was really hoping for, if we're talking about big marquee matchups, I, I'm, I'm really, I cannot wait for that Strowman Lesnar match, which we got a nice big spoonful of at yeah. SummerSlam. When God love you, Lesnar, you selfless son of a bitch, you yeah. let a brand new guy, green as grass, who's got all the upside in the world. He looks like he's getting better and better every month. He went from the guy that had a bear hug as a finisher in the Wyatt family yeah. to a dude that's chain wrestling with Big Show, power slam you through two tables, and then throw a fucking office chair at your face like it was a water balloon. And dump a third table on top <clears throat> of you. And flip a table on him only to be stretchered out. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is as selfless and as selling an individual as you will find in the WWE. And I hope when his career is done and he gets in the Hall of Fame, he is recognized as a Shawn Michaels, Ziggler, uh, Austin Aries level seller of mm-hmm. his opponents because he made Braun that night. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, of course, Brock Lesnar is also the highest paid person in WWE, too. So that helps uh, when he's, you know, getting beat up. Oh, but, shit, um, yeah. But, yeah, man, the, he made him look like a million bucks. And all four of those guys in that match looked amazing, you it know? It really was. It had. Tr- it, it could have It could have gone the way of a train wreck, and yeah. all of them got their shit in. Joe kept trying to sink that choke in. Yep. Strowman's doing what Strowman does and just freaking out and becoming a, a, you know, a, a fucking devastator, throwing shit all around Cybertron. Roman <laughs> Reigns is hitting his shit. Brock yeah. is trying to survive and has the big... Let me let me back out there. Come back. A lot of great stories. It went about as well as I thought I could have had it go. But then before that, you had two matches that I thought were going to go far better. Which one do you want to talk about first? You got United States Championship, and then you've got the uh, WWE Championship. Ugh. Both of which let me down one far more than the other. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, let's go. Let's do the U.S. title first. I mean, the match became less about AJ Styles and Kevin Owens as it did about Shane McMahon being the referee um, and leading to a Shane versus um, Owens program, which pretty much looks like where they're headed next. Um, Shane, you know, for he was a referee at one point back in the day when he was still way young. He was a referee and he traveled with Kyoto, um as a referee and put the ring up and shit like that. So he knows how to ref, but he looked like a fucking doofus. Yeah, and God love it, because there's a big theme in the WWE right now with its heels, where they're all telling the truth, where Jinder is just proud of being an Indian, and he's having to wrestle in front of a xenophobic crowd. Spot on. Owens, 
You mean to tell me you threw yourself off a fucking cage, hell in right. a cell, and survived a helicopter accident, but you get grazed at the SummerSlam match, yeah. and oh my God, I think my back is broken. Right. Ma- making real good points. And that was a good match up until, like you said, towards the end of it, it became too Shane-centric yeah. for me to care about it because it wasn't like, let me. I'm excited to watch this exchange. It was, okay, how is Shane going to square peg round hole his way into this right. next thing? Which you just know by virtue of a special guest referee, there's exactly. going to be some country fucking boondoggle at the end. Right. We're like, all right, let's see how this thing goes fucking sideways on us. And there's a dusty finish and yada yada to be continued the next night on Raw. Right, and here's the thing, <clears throat> like... You have Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, two of your best in-ring workers, and this is this should be the blow-off match to their should be the blow-off match to their feud, and you get all this hinky shit in it. Why don't you just let the two go out there, tear the house down with a with a great stellar match and have a decisive finish? I mean, you know, either one of them eating a pin from the either isn't going to diminish them like a John Cena did to Baron Corbin. You know? This needed to be, in hindsight, this needed to be a last man standing match. No that referee. Would have been that yeah. would have been great. Let these guys go. Well, you need so a referee for that too, because all they have to count to out some referee out there just to right. kind of control. But a last man standing, no disqualification. That's it. Go ham. Fight until one of you can't stand. That's yeah. it. You guys obviously hate each other to such a degree. We're gonna let you tear your faces off. But instead, it became the Shane Show. Still more entertained by than what we got. In the penultimate match of the night, which is Jinder and Shinsuke, which I, I was shocked. I, maybe I shouldn't have been shocked, but are I, you familiar I thought, with MMA math? If I told you about MMA yeah. math, oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we've discussed that. It applies here. Yeah, it's head scratchingly that yeah, well, yeah. Shinsuke beat Cena, and Jinder beat Shinsuke. Therefore, Jinder is better than Cena. If right. A beats C and B beats, if A beats B, B, B beats B, B, C, C, A is better, than, better C. than C. And, yeah. well, that's obviously not the case because Cena went over on Jinder. And Jinder had no real difficulties with Shinsuke in this match. He was, he had, he, he, he was down. Shinsuke was down. Shinsuke uh-huh. was up. Jinder was up. It was very even throughout this entire match. When you got a dude in Shinsuke who's had some amazing matches recently, Jinder, who, again, I said this in a recent episode, I'm happy for your successes. He's never going to be looked at as a guy that lights the world on fire in the ring. I feel like this should have been Shinsuke's night. Yeah. It wasn't. And it was a, a, I wouldn't say it was a swerve, but it was an unexpected outcome. It was. It it would have been a great moment to have him. That crowd at Barclays would have just erupted, gone Ape shit had Shinsuke won. Mm. And here, uh, like, you're look, and this is coming from, you know, uh, me, Johnny, uh, one bedroom apartment who knows nothing about how in ring work really works. You know, I, I don't, I'm not a wrestler, but just from watching this match, you can kind of tell that Jinder Mahal is not used to these marquee level matches. It didn't seem like he could really keep up. Uh, with Shinsuke and the third problem is that it was the same finish of the past four months 
with the Singh brothers getting involved and then a distraction and then he hits his finisher for the win. I thought for sure he was going to kick out of that finish. I was, I, my jaw literally dropped when the ref counted three and, and Jinder won that match. Yeah, I, uh, you know, everyone's talking about the, the pushes into different markets that, the, you know, the, the theory is that they're still trying to get this whole India rollout, Asian countries rollout. Once that's settled in place, then Nakamura will get the title. Right. And then as it rolls out in Eastern countries, he'll hold the thing. Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> it just, I, there's always money to be found in the chase, and I get yeah. that. And there was a chase on SmackDown with him, you know, murdering the Singh brothers, which is great, as he yes. should have. Yes. Right? Did them no favors, by the way. Those two guys are, at this point, just they're, uh, you know, Briscoe and Patterson. When yeah. it's a shame, because they're genuinely actually very good wrestlers, are, both of them. That can happen yeah. eventually at some point. Once they're disassociated yeah. from gender, they can they can rebuild <laughs> their brand, their stock. They're J&J security right now, yeah. is what they are. But that's what they're needed. That's what he needs, and that you know, it's getting them on TV and getting them paid. Sure, they're nearly getting killed by falling off of uh, uh, Punjabi prisons into announce tables and shit. But hey, it's for our entertainment, so thanks for it, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for killing yourself. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for fucking getting murdered. So, yeah, uh, that was very head scratching. And yeah. moving down earlier in the card, I know we're kind of all over the place here, but yeah, Cena right. Corbin, which you alluded to, Ugh. this this talk about a de escalation of a push. First, you have the Money in the Bank flop on SmackDown. Then Mm -hmm. you have this match here where Corbin holds his own but then falls to an AA. and just one AA, and he didn't get a ton of offense in. And, you know, uh, uh, to to pull it back to what I just said about gender, it kind of seems like Baron Corbin isn't really up to snuff on, on, you know, doing these these big matches. And we've we've said a million times how John Cena performs – to the level of his competitor. Uh, look at him versus Punk, him versus Brian, uh, stuff like that. And he, he can turn it on and he can go. But when he's in there with, uh, you know, a Corbin or a Jinder, uh, you know, it's not going to be the barn burners that, that we get from uh, from a John Cena. And I know that there is a myriad of trainers and talent and coaches oh, yeah. at the Performance Center. I would ask, and I'm not sure, maybe this is there. Maybe it's in promo class. Is there is there a body language coach? Has is there is there someone there that like when Neville became a heel, his right. body language completely changed. He stalked yeah. his way down the ramp. When Brock Lesnar walks out, he walks with that kind of large "I'm going to murder someone" swagger. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman tips his eyes down and kind of cuts his eyes across the ring. Pulls his chest out. And... There might be no one better at oozing body language and menace than Samoa Joe. Yeah. Samoa Joe really lets it be known. Baron Corbin needs a fucking refresher in body language. He walks out with this bouncy giggle shit fucking appearance of his where he's kind of getting down to his own new theme music. Which is which awful. Which ain't great. No. It isn't the new fucking trivium. You're you're in your but you're like air guitar into Good it and kind of like yeah this is fucking cool man I'm into this like stop yeah be menacing walk out slowly quit doing this thing we are brushing he he waves off the same corner have right. you noticed this whenever he yeah. walks down he tells he doesn't hate the people there he right. really he hates, hates that corner. section of guardrail <laughs> there's something about that guardrail like he was he was touched by riot gear 
and an <laughs> Occupy movement <clears throat> at some point. And he hates that guardrail and fuck those chairs. He doesn't yeah. like that setup. Um, I, I would like to see him, if he's going to get back on track at some point, need you to work on the menacing. Also, separate your hair on each side of your head. You can't do this fucking it. one. Or shave it all off, okay? Shave it Look off. like a modern day tattooed up Snitsky. I don't give a shit. He looks With like it. Devin Townsend. <clears throat> we were just talking about him before we started recording. Yes, but unlike Devin Townsend, he is not a strapping young lad. He is a <laughs> difficult fucking man to look at. Or shave the top, grow the sides out, be a psychopath, grow the skull. In. I don't know, yeah. okay. but you are yeah. you are a, a, a tragically misshapen, hair cursed man. He's and, also got the barren belly, too, with that weird belly ooh, button. He's got that Cumin Learning Center-looking belly, where <laughs> you got to... I'm not sure how you get out from underneath of that. You know, you're a former fat guy. That thing yeah. is fucking is as it is. But, yeah, not, not... I would say overall in this card, I'd give it... Oh, in, in, in Ambrose and Rollins. Yeah, new um, tag champs. New tag champs. Thought they worked well together. Shades of the Shield... Where Ambrose would get fucking thrown around a lot, beat up. Seth then did everything Seth could do to win, which reminded me, God, it took me back to the days of the Shield, where yeah. Reigns would be the power guy, Ambrose would be freaking out, throwing chairs at children and babies, hitting people in the fucking head with kendo sticks that were just trying to eat a hot pretzel ringside, and then fucking Seth would go in and start doing falcon arrows and shit, and going yeah. coast to coast and throwing flying knees. <clears throat> it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, without well, and, Roman. Yeah, and they even did a spot where they put. Uh, I don't remember which one of them it was. It may have been Cesaro onto the top turnbuckle and then did the double power bomb. So instead of throwing them onto Reigns, they threw them onto the turnbuckle and use Reigns to hoist them up to do the double uh, power bomb, which I thought was nice um, callback to what they used to do. And I liked the uh, the the short arm knee, uh, the the one he stole from Omega into the Dirty Deeds. That's a good you know one two punch for a finisher right there. Um, and, and you know I, I've been. I really got on board with Sheamus and Cesaro. You know, they they really found a good way to gel. Um, And, you know, I'm not sure what this means for them going forward. They're going to get a rematch at some point. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what did you think about the beach ball incident? Great. Hysterical. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Grabbed that beach ball, ripped it apart, ran back in. That was just... That was peak Cesaro right there. Yeah, that that was really good uh, heel work because he's a heel. You don't want you know, don't have fun. You're supposed to be watching my match. Fuck you. I'm gonna take this beach ball and and, and destroy it. And you know that that was great. But then of course, you know, douchebag fans being douchebag fans, it led to more beach balls the next couple nights. So that now beach balls are banned at any WWE event. But whatever. The match the match was good. I, I was happy. That was probably my third favorite match of the night actually um that one got me going the i want to ask you about the two women's matches both titles changed hands and i didn't really expect that on either account um especially bliss banks uh i guess they're you know giving banks a shot again now but man her promo on raw was not good i she's not a good face promo no she's not she's gotta be the boss again that promo on raw was just so like Christ, it was like you're reading from fucking cue cards, yeah, man. It was and bad. I, I need people in the comments. What is it about Sasha? Sell me on Sasha now. Not NXT now. Sasha. Right. I don't yeah. know. If this is a what have you done for me lately business. How have you entertained me recently? All right. When you watch a shit episode of a show, you don't remind yourself of the three or four episodes prior that it was good. The last episode sucked. The last right. episode of Sasha Banks sucked. 
And by episode, I mean her main roster push. NXT, great. Main roster, not great. Sell me. She's all hair, little impact. Luckily, she was fighting someone in Alexa Bliss. Correct. Who, by the way, Alexa, I'm going to put you in the same category as Baron, okay? Because you got some great facial expressions. But you walked out there like someone smacked your fucking lunch tray out of your hand before you got to the ring. You, not even a pissy, like, I can't believe I'm... She was just kind of, well, I'm losing this. She had a... She oozed. I'm losing the title. Go watch the first part of that match before they even lock up. Watch that, yeah. She oozes. I'm dropping the strap tonight. I I mean, called her fucking shot with her body language right off the bat. I mean, the the family I'm watching with is like, man, she looks sad. Like something's the matter with her. Not fired up, not pissed off, not fuck her in character, fuck her in real life. We don't like each other. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right, let's fucking get this horse shit over with so I can tap out and call it a day and figure out what I'm going to do from here. dripping with already defeated not good not good what do you think about natty and naomi uh that was a shock because i thought that they were pretty high on naomi she's uh you know she's improved her promos and her ring work has gotten uh astoundingly better um is this uh as uh uh, marty and brandon from the super art fight uh, super art fight wrestlecast said a the gold watch uh title reign for natty for uh, thanks for sticking around all these years yeah yeah here's one last uh you know, glance in the step in the shade, uh, sun sunlight for a couple minutes, and yeah. then Carmelo will cash it in within the next couple weeks. Probably this is the dead. This is the dying dog eating hamburgers in the park before they stick him right. with the fucking needle and take him the forever sleep. <laughs> this is the this is the three legged corgi that they're taking to Arby's before his oh. goddamn heart stops. You know, oh yeah, a little fat corgi, little fat corgi. Okay, this oh. is this is the main coon. She's a cat fan. This is the cat with the liver failure that you're taking no, along, no, John don't Silvers. Don't do cats. Don't do cats. No, no, don't. This do is um. This is this is uh. This is like your fucking Kenny Omegas of the world. That you're uh, hoping choked to death on a fucking spring roll because you fucking bastard didn't show up in WWE and cost me eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> this is one of those type of guys, you know. Hopefully Love you Kenny. choke on a. Hopefully you uh you you, Kenny! you you choke on a you choke on a fucking mouthful of lo mein wherever the fuck you're at right now. I hope uh, wherever you're at. Right now, you're stuck in a weird, small Japanese toilet, and you're you you don't, you don't make it safely to your match. Do they is even this have toilets over there? I thought they shit into like a hole in the floor. No, there's a town center that everyone goes to. There's there's um there's that's that's actually where the term Kinshasa comes from, which means shitting hole, where because <laughs> he kicks the shit out of your hole with his foot. It's the shitting hole. Uh, it all makes sense now. Yes, there's a big there's a big shitting hole. Which is You're why so I search Kin. That's why I search Kinshasa porn when I'm on RedTube, because I like I, I enjoy I enjoy shitting holes. Yes, you do. I can yes. vouch for that. You do. Yes, Kin Kinshasa, which it, if with in, in certain dialects can also mean to to fuck one's own sibling in the ass. Shasa meaning um, shit, Kin meaning brethren, Kinshasa, or or to shit with a sibling. In the town, to go read a book, man. Fucking open a book. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one 
N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.